so much for joining us for another week of sluts and scholars we hope you enjoy the episode remember that you can follow us and see all of our upcoming news and episodes on instagram at sluts and scholars on twitter at slut scholars and please email us with your questions and wonderings at sluts and scholars at gmail.com Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta. And I'm Simone. And this week we have joining us, I, I wish we had a drum roll right now. because like oh, we can make one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you just heard her voice. It's Joanna Angel. And in case you don't know who she is, which I don't know really why you wouldn't, uh, she's an adult film star, a director, a producer, an author, the owner of the Burning Angel Empire, which is a company known for being at the forefront of what's called alt porn. Uh, Joanna started her business in a college dorm room at Rutgers University in 2002. And today the company has a whole network of websites, hundreds of DVDs, and over 50 adult industry awards. She's appeared in basically every adult magazine and was the first tattooed centerfold in Hustler. Um, my personal favorite fact about Joanna is that she was named by Hebe Magazine as one of the top 100 up-and-coming Jews. Yay! That was That was a long time ago when I was up-and-coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, now, now, now you have come. Hopefully you're still come. coming. A few so. times. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all coming I, Jews actually, on I don't this even podcast. think Hebe is a magazine anymore. <laughs> but yeah. We're just happy to like, all be slutty Jews thank you. here. Yes, yeah. yeah. this is the slutty Jews. That was in podcast. 2005. Ooh. I think I was up-and-coming in their, in their um, issue. But what I think s- actually Sarah Silverman was up and coming in that issue too. Oh, I love that. To about. Don't quote me on that, but I remember. I, I think mean, she two was women under- whom I yeah. adore. So that's, that makes sense to me. But her most recent adventure, which we're super excited about, is a book called Night Shift, which Thank is you. a choose your own erotic fantasy book. Yes. So, so what is that? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? I, I guess I learned. While also, I hi. Was Thank doing you so much for being here. Hi. Like fangirling. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Um, yeah, it is a book. It, it's on a Cleese Press. That's that's how you pronounce it. Cleese. We'll, we'll spell it C-L-E- right in the Clies, Clies is yeah. what I've been saying. Clies. <laughs> yeah, Clies, Cleese. Um, anyway, it is an erotic novel. It is about a girl who works at a porn store. Or what, what do you call them? At a, an a adult, sex shop? Yeah, works at a sex shop. Basically, a girl that just graduated from college, and she couldn't get any other jobs, so she finds herself just taking a job working the overnight shift at a porn store down the street from, you know, where she lives. Well, in yeah, her, of course in her there hometown. are graveyard shifts there, too. Yeah, yeah, especially in different parts of the country. You know, I've, I've done a lot of touring over the past 10 years, you know, going to different strip clubs, different mm-hmm. porn stores, meeting with different people. And some of the porn stores, especially in the South and the Midwest, they have, you know, a lot of them still have booths that you could, like, jerk off in. Some people have rooms where you could have sex in there, and a lot of them are open 24 hours. Oh, wow. Um, which you don't really have here in, in L.A., no 24-hour um, ones? Because people don't want to see people ones? that they know. Well, I think there's zoning laws and stuff like that, a little yeah, more, most more are, boring of an answer. There's, there's, there's things that in but, certain, um, maybe more conservative areas, you want to go at like 3 in the morning. No, it's great. And you, you have the most, you know, yes, in what some places that? it's the it's um, it's the only thing open, you know. Mm, How did you come up with that idea? Um, Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I did get a book deal, and that was uh, pretty cool. How'd that happen? <laughs> um, it happened actually because I submitted a an erotica piece in um in another book, a, a very famous porn star and also one of my very best friends. Uh, her name is Asa Akira. Mm-hmm. She put out the book Asa Erotica, which just recently came out. I read oh. one of her older books. Yeah, Insatiable. She wrote Insatiable and then Dirty 30. Um, so she's done a lot of writing at this point. Um, so I submitted a chapter to her her uh, collection of stories. It was it was a different chapter by a whole bunch of different porn stars writing their own erotica. Oh, cool. And um, What was yours? 
So mine was a story about a, a threesome that I had. Um, God, I can't. Even, wow, I can't even remember the name of the own story that I wrote. But it, it was something. It had a lot to do with a uh, pizza because in the middle of a threesome. That sounds like my kind of yeah. threesome. <laughs> yeah, we just had, me and two me. slices of pizza. It was about the first threesome me and my like husband had when we first started dating. And I, I don't know. To make a long story short, in the middle of the threesome, we all stopped and took a break and ate pizza and oh, continued the threesome. But so good. Got a, it's a whole chapter awesome. about it. Yeah, it's a very fun story, and everybody should get a copy of Aserotica because you can really see how you know erotica from the eyes of a bunch of different porn stars. And a lot mm. of people don't understand what we actually find erotic, you know? Oh. Um, what do you think are the most general misconceptions in that sense? You know, people's misconceptions are so all over the place. Like, I don't even know. It's really uh, uh, strange. Yeah. You, know? you feel like you've gotten used to it by now? Yeah, like people are so off when it comes to thinking they, they really got us. You Did know? you have an example? I'm just so, curious. Um, like, I know. I used to hear a lot, and I think obviously that's changed now, but like people are like, oh, is it like a thing with porn stars that like because you guys are fucking these guys— with, like, such big dicks all the time, you, like, want a guy with a small dick outside of work. And I'm like, that's really nice that you think that. <laughs> you can keep telling telling yourself that. <laughs> I mean, I'm so sure. That's probably, like, their own fantasy, though, right? I of think like, so. Or, or the, I would have you know, a chance with I mean, you. That's one of them, but I think it actually goes beyond that where just everybody assumes that girls in porn are, like, victims. You know, like, you can't mm. possibly like what you're doing at oh, work. Oh, yeah. So you want to think that you you want to do something different when you get home, and it's like, nope, like... I um, just happen to love my job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Interesting. No, that, that me that's on camera is really not that much different than the me that's at home. Like, it's got to come from somewhere. It's not a hologram, yeah. you know? Like, it's there's only so much you can fake, is there you know, a part of your job that you don't like? Um, and, and not so much the actual fucking, you know, the actual sex is fun. And even when it's a challenge and even on the days where maybe I'm not exactly so aroused, I'm still so excited to be on camera mm. and to be doing these sex on, sex on camera. And even if something is physically uncomfortable, it's almost like I feel like I can relate to it in a way that some of my friends who are, I don't know, sponsored like skateboarders or, or do extreme sports like just because like something may have sucked while you were doing it you were still determined and you were yeah, still excited gonna make this happen you still want to do it you know you still get this thrill that like it's not like it doesn't come from a dark place like just mm -hmm. because something may have been a little bit uncomfortable like you, you're still so excited about do you doing mean like it. physically it, uncomfortable yeah, maybe physically okay. but it's not mentally like I don't know. I, I do love what I do. I wouldn't have been able to last this long in porn if I didn't. How long have you been doing porn for? Or had you done porn started, for? It's like 15 years. 2002 is when I started. So awesome. it's been a long time. But not only are you on camera, you're also yeah, behind the scenes directing yeah. and producing. How How is it being a woman in that role? Because I feel like most, it's a, it's a pretty male-dominated you know, there's Endeavor. a lot more women than a lot of people think. Really? People do talk to me and they're like, oh, you really changed the game being a woman directing porn. I'm like, there's women before me, you know, like this isn't like a, I, I don't want to take the, I don't want to take the crown of being like the first woman. No, not know. the first woman, but yeah. I mean, I went on yeah. Burning Angel today to do research. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I, hope you, I hope you enjoyed I, your I research. Really enjoy we are fans yeah. and appreciators. Thank so you. I used my five previews and you directed every single one that yeah, I happened to I, click on. Yeah, I direct on. all the stuff on Burning Angel. You direct you know? everything. Yeah, I direct just about everything. Wow. I've hired people a couple times, but... But that must require you know. so much 
creative energy it and is. physical it's, energy it's and just a being a boss lady. It is. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely a so lot. So knowing that you know? that's how most people know you, how did you get the idea to do the erotic it, You book? know, I've always— So yeah, that, that's how I wound up getting the book deals because after I submitted a, a chapter to that book, I guess the pu- the publishing company really liked it. Mm-hmm. They had Who says you can't me. do anything with a BA in English? Yeah, right. So exactly. That's the thing. I've actually always been um, a writer— I guess that was always so that was your major in that college, was right? My major in college, um, creeper. Yeah, I'm just she knows. <laughs> that's always been um, what I what I love doing. I, that's always been the thing. You know, everybody knows they have like a thing. Mm-hmm. I think I even I never even wanted to be a writer, but I kind of knew like I I it's like in my blood or something. Like I. I in your tried. Heart brain, it has yeah. to spell out. Like I remember when I was in high school, you know, because all my friends were like musicians and stuff. I think I was like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be. I want to be one of them. And I tried playing guitar. I tried playing like singing, playing piano, stuff like that. Like it didn't come naturally to me. Like even though I liked doing it, like I knew I was like, you know. But every time I'd sit down and write a story, it just came to me. You know. Wow. So I, I was always, you know, I even remember in like fucking kindergarten, I won these like short story contests, like oh, literally, yes. like all. Yeah. We should have included those awards right? in your bio. I should try to dig them up. You need to tell I need to find them to include them in your not bio. Not the AVN announcer, but the winner of the kindergarten. Yeah, first kindergarten. Prize, um, short yeah, whatever. Story. I should try to find that story. That would be great. Do you remember what it was remember, about? You know, I actually do remember <gasps> what it was about. I don't know. It was like. A girl, you know, it's kind of funny that I wound up getting tattoos because you had to draw something. I remember you had to write a story and then draw on the side and mm-hmm. like illustrate it. And it was a girl, it was like this stick figure that had a number nine on her head. Okay. Just like you. So she must have had a, it was like she had a tattoo. Yeah. It was, it was foreshadowing. But it was um, a tattoo about a girl with a so nine. It was a story this girl about, a girl. about a girl and everything she did. She did nine times. I don't know. So she woke up in the morning so it was kind of like and a, she brushed an OCD her teeth. Yes, fantasy. nine times. And then she went to the bathroom nine times. And then she changed her outfit nine different times. If I don't she know masturbated, why. She'd have to come yeah, nine right? times. I don't know. It was about this girl that just went throughout her day doing everything nine times. I should probably go back and read That's it. That's like I, pretty wise and psychological do. for yeah, a kindergartner. Yeah, like how old are you? You're like, I'm gonna give you an five. insight to OCD yeah, know, and right? tattoos. <laughs> That's so funny. A girl with a number nine You should tattoo. get like a number nine as like a teardrop head. right here. I should. I'm just remembering To honor this your original now. writerly exploits. Yes. But back so, to this current book. So that, yeah. So then the publishing company got in touch with me and they were like, we'd like to know if you'd like to write an erotic novel. We really liked your, your story. And I was, I had always thought, because it's just a very typical route that uh, porn stars or celebrities or whatever take is that I always thought my first book was going to be a memoir. Mm. I actually had a whole, what do you call it when you're writing a book, a proposal. Oh, an outline? A, yeah, because okay. I had a book agent at one point who approached me saying, oh, you should do a memoir, it would sell, blah, 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 blah. And I had a whole proposal for my memoir, so I'd written a couple chapters for it. Um, and I just always assumed that would be the first book that I wrote. And they were like, oh, do you want to write fiction? And I was really excited because I always loved writing fiction. Um, And a lot of people don't uh, give much credit to it, but all those pornos that I direct, a lot of them have very intricate storylines. Some of them don't. Some of them is just a girl masturbating on a couch and a guy mysteriously walks in and has sex with her. But That is a great story. (laughs) We love those stories. Do not be (laughs) self-deprecating. Those stories need to exist. Those stories need to exist. And yes, there are a lot, plenty of those. 
on burningangel.com. But I also have written lots of feature films over the years. So that's why I'd hate when I'd see friends from going up. They're like, why'd you stop writing? And I'm like, I, like write, I, I write porn, you know? Do you ever, do you fast forward through the plot? Don't no, fast I forward. Do, I don't. Yeah, don't. I want more so, plot, to be honest. Like, yeah. More plot, less fucking, please. Right? That's what, that's I, what Nicoletta says. I like says. the plot. I get very upset. I think plots it's are important. important. And the plot is what takes the most time to film. Yeah. When you're shooting a, a porno. Is it the tough? The plot takes all day. You know, those are the things that take so much time. Is and it tough to direct and shoot people who might not? I mean, maybe they're actors in other ways, but like, because I feel like it, it's always tough to capture a believable plot. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I take that into account when I'm writing. I'm like, you know, I, I and that's why it's fun for me because I'm like, I know, okay, maybe this girl won't be able to memorize five paragraphs of oh. dialogue, but you know what? She can do this or she'll look really cute, like chewing bubble gum and like d- doing this little thing. Or You know, and there are some some girls and guys in porn that are really good. Yeah, actors. remember we we had they Susie Q. Credit. We had Susie Q. On. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, she no, for the Free Speech Coalition. And we talked about acting classes for porn stars on the on the show. Remember? Yeah, it's a she, cool niche. It's a cool niche. Yeah, right. And uh, and I love the the acting part. I actually won an award for my acting, which is oh. almost insulting. It's kind of funny because after I won it, I'm like, should I be happy that AVN gave me an award? What was for, your award for not having sex in the porn? <laughs> For the acting well, you've part, I did. I didn't. Sex yeah, too. I have. You know, but you're versatile. Yeah, but I, but that particular movie, I did not win an award for any of the sex I had. But I did win an award for the acting I did because they Avian does have two categories for actors and actresses. They have right. they have a best actress and best supporting actress. We'll be up there with sluts and scholars. Yes, and then at the um, expo. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I nominated this year again for best supporting actress. Yay! So apparently, I must be okay at the part of the porn that happens before the porn. I don't know. But <laughs> Wait, so this is the non-acting. This actress and supporting actress. Best are actress for and best supporting stuff? actress is for the is just for the acting. Wow. Then they call best performer. You know what I mean? So there was a movie where I, I think that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So there's best for female performer is mm-hmm. what they call the you know whatever. And then there's nominations for all the different sex scenes, like right. best boy girl sex scene, best girl girl sex scene, best whatever. And there was a movie that I was in. I, I had a very big acting part, and I was in like two sex scenes. And one of those sex scenes was nominated for an award, which I did not win, but I did win an award for the, for acting. the acting. But that's great. Congrats. I think that's super so, interesting about really the distinction between acting and performing, just like on a yeah, on I a guess, linguistic I guess it, level. It's so common to me that it makes sense to me, but I guess that does not make sense to the general public. Well, it's not so much that doesn't make sense, but in, in speaking with various people who are in the porn industry, we've had a lot of performers on the on the podcast talking about how so much of what goes into the sex part of porn is very much performance and is not real. And just kind of reinforcing that distinction. But the acting, it comes from a different place. Right. And some girls, just from directing for so many years, some girls just get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some girls really don't. And sometimes it's like, you should just have sex. Because you're <laughs> really good at that. Yeah. And you shouldn't speak. Know what you're good at. <laughs> you know, just don't speak at all. <laughs> Some girls, I, I like, they can't say a sentence, and I'm not insulting them at all. It's interesting, though. But, but they're, they're, not, so, they're not actors. They're, they're not actors, performers. yeah. You know, and I get it, and that's fine. And, it, you know, but sometimes they just get so stressed out. Because they get caught up in the words. One line, I know. Simone, I think we have a job it's, opening yeah, for right? acting. And, and some girls really porn. love it, oh. you know. So, um, but anyway, I keep trailing off. But... Um, so that they they did approach me and asked me to write fiction and and you know because I've been writing these porn you know monologues or whatever for so long I'm like writing erotica is very natural I mean that's what I'm doing I'm writing stories that happen before sex mm-hmm. and then the sex happens so all I have to do 
just change it a little bit and just describe the sex. Oh, you yeah. know? Would you have wanted to do another type of nonfiction? I mean, I know they approached you for Fiction. erotica. Um, oh, sorry, any kind. Yeah, isn't but it so weird? Kind? Nonfiction is such a bad name for for what for, for stuff that's. Well, isn't no, it? No, your book is not. Your book is fiction. <laughs> your book is fiction. Sort it's of. It's fiction. It's, it's fiction. imagination. Yes. How about no, that? my book is totally fiction. But I mean, would you have wanted to do another genre besides erotica? Like, did you feel pigeonholed in erotica um, because of I, the I, job? It was, you, come str- from? you know, look, you, you know, you can't, beggars can't be choosers. You know, I wasn't going to be like, I don't want this book deal. I'm waiting for another one. I want to write you know, philosophical. Like, I want to be the next Scientology. Yeah, look, and, and it was actually <laughs> a, a, a struggle at first because I was getting, you know, um, it's hard to make erotica good. It is. And I really, I would write, it was kind of funny at first because I'd write these, you know, showing the publisher, okay, here's the first chapter, here's what I came up with. And they were always telling me at first, like, add more sex, add more sex, add, add more, more sex. sex. I'm like, how much more can I say? They fucked. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know how many other ways. How many I can synonyms say. do you know for yes. penis now? No, it's his difficult. member, his phallus. His, <laughs> it is. I know. It's how so many funny. different ways can Quivering you say? Member. She had an throbbing. orgasm. Yeah. How many different ways? Can, exactly. Veins throbbing. I know. I know. And, and and it's like okay, okay, I can do this, but I can you know, do I this. started to like. You know, because I didn't want it to be cheesy and stupid. I really didn't. You know, I really take pride in what I write. And I was like, no, I, I got to keep this interesting. I got to keep this fun, you know, and I got to keep it sexy. Mm-hmm. And I do want, so I just, um, there really is only so many ways you can describe sex. So I tried, I mean, I think what's the sexiest about erotica is is the uh, is the foreplay, more or less. How did these two people meet? Mm-hmm. You know, what, like, what were they thinking about before they kissed each other? And then this first kiss, what happens in there? Like, I tried to really make the buildup sexy so the buildup was as arousing as as it possibly could be. So was it, like, kind of arousing to write it? It was arousing, and it was yeah. fun. I can imagine, like, having to take a break um, and, like, go fuck or yeah. masturbate or something. No, sometimes I would have writer's block, and I would just, like, come home and make my, like, husband have sex with me. I was like, I need to have sex. I thought you have to make him. Yeah, I know. Or, like, other people, too. I, I mean, I... Uh, some people get surprised, but you know, surprised because there was what? so much different kinds of sex happening in the book. Yeah, you know, you had to do so, research. Yeah, I was like, I didn't. I was like, I'm sorry, honey. I gotta like call some girl over to fuck me because like it's been a while since I fucked a girl. <laughs> and you're like, I gotta get in the mindset. I'm, yeah, to write I'm like, this it's part. been a while. I just I need to do it. And he's like, please, by all means, like you know, <laughs> like this is what we have to do. Because doesn't you know, want to stop your career as an author. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because I actually do. I, you know, in in my porn career, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the tattoos or whatever. Like people just, I love having sex with women, mm-hmm. but people just want to see me like stuffed with so much cock around me. That's wow. fine. I like doing what those do you think scenes. That is? It's because I I look like a badass or something. People look at me and they think like, yeah, I don't know. But people have pigeonholed girls with tattoos is like they must have something in their ass at all times. And, and, and then but there's also like, this like and nice like people, Jewish girl vibe too. I know, right? I yeah. am really a very good girl. I don't understand. But it's it's cool. I really do like doing gangbangs and stuff too. And I'm glad I, I, they're really fun to do. But you also I'm like to I've eat some pussy. Stuff. But I, yeah, people just, it's really weird. I feel like girl-girl porn, like people assume all lesbians must be very innocent. I don't know huh. why, but if you look at all lesbian porn, it's all like the girl next door. 
girls Interesting, in the lesbian I w- porn. In my research and today, seen, I saw on your website, I saw not like that. I, I can't remember who, who the performers were. No, and two I, women, there's not very and they much were girl, girl te- on my there website. Was, I there's to not a I lot you to, have to do. I really, yeah. I was looking for girl, girl, where there's no guy well, that gets involved. Well, please keep clicking on it because... Nobody does, and that's but why I don't cool. make that much of it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was from some, it was from some like archival webcam right, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like really hot, and it was. I think it looks really hot. It looks really hot, and it looked really I know. real. I, like, I don't it was, know what it is because like, I feel like sometimes like the goody two shoes like. That does is not believable that's to me to because me. I, I believe I see girls with long acrylics you, and I'm like, how many real dykes do you I know? Exactly. Whenever who I see those finger people, people with their nails. long I acrylics, was like, I was like, your nails are not going anywhere near me. Go to the <laughs> Abbey on a Saturday night. How many gay girls are there? Like looking like, well, you know, they're all there on Wednesday night, right? So. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just it's weird. It's a weird thing in porn, but every everybody likes seeing, like you cute. know, for the most part, yeah. yeah. This the the like teen. Girl next door types, they want to see them fuck each other. But so it's when you're bizarre. when you have your know. producer's hat on or your director's hat on or whatever, and you're thinking about things like this, where like, oh, the industry wants to see lesbian scenes. I mean, it's being not even girls. I don't even think about the industry. I just I I have proof and data of what right. So you're what making works what people what want to watch. But so, but when you started your company, right, it was kind of very like Suicide Girls existed, but right. then we or, started really. Uh, very close to the same okay, time. Okay, close to the same very time. Very strange because so we started on the So you did something very new. Coast. Yeah, it was very new. And you new. weren't scared about like, uh, is the industry yeah. going to be okay with it or not? And so do you still think that that's partially your like a responsibility you have to the industry to give, to break boundaries and to to show that like, I know what you think porn is and I know what you think lesbian it's true. sex scenes you are, know, but like, fuck what you but think. But you still have yeah. to make money. But I still have to keep my my business going. You know, it gets harder as... Yeah, as you know, so I, I, it's kind of like a mix. Also, you have a lot of room in porn. I, porn, like I make twenty four movies a year. It's not, so I could do something on one movie and something different in another movie and something. Twenty four movie. movies a year. Yeah, so it's That's like two a month. You know, so and sometimes, yeah, sometimes I take big risks and sometimes I go the easy route and sometimes I go look at all the you know now that I've been doing this for so long I can look at the website and just kind of see oh what do yeah. people like what do they want to see oh. more of I'll just do that and sometimes I'm like you know what I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm just What's one of the biggest this? risks you've taken, you think? Hmm. I don't know, I guess, and, and it winds up not really being a risk because they do really well, but, uh, you know, w- once a year I'll do, like, a, a horror movie because I just love horror movies. Right. Like a sexy and, uh, horror? Yeah, yeah, I've done a bunch of them now. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I did one this past year, and it was called My Killer Girlfriend. It's about me meeting a, a girl on the Internet that I fall in love with. Um, she be who kills so who? She kills all my friends. Yeah. <gasps> Is it very gory? It's super gory. Oh, it's yes, like super, made it like it. super '90s slasher style. Why do you think you know? there is this like connection between people who like horror and sex? Ooh, there's, there's like a great, this darkness. Yeah, right? There's a great scholarly article about it. It's called. It's like why you watch romance movies, why you watch porn, and why you watch horror, and it's all because of the like really intense reaction that we get from visualizing these things. So like watching, there's something like in the brain that when you watch, you get horror, excited. It's like you get excited and aroused almost in the same way as when you watch. Yeah, because your body's having like a physical scared it's response. Like a, it's yeah. a physical reaction to a visual stimuli, which is really interesting. I love. I've always loved like very campy horror movies. You oh know? yeah, I actually get scared. Do you have a favorite? Um, growing I mean, Halloween. It's probably mm. the Halloween series. Solid. I know they've all been always been my favorites. I really love them. Um, but uh, yeah, so. 
God, I went in a big circle. But <laughs> we're well, coming go, back. Yeah. We're always bringing let's it go, back to the let's book. We're bringing it back to the book. But how um, did you come up with the okay, character so, idea? So then I got the book deal. Yeah, and then they asked me to write fiction. Um, I was very excited about that because, um, as much as I love talking about the story of how I got into porn and this and that, I'm like I'm kind of bored of telling it because I've been telling it so much. Right. You know. Um, and at this point, it's like. Ugh, Writing a memoir is difficult when you're still doing the thing you're writing a memoir yeah. about. You know, like I don't want to have to. Some of the really good stories like would not be really right to tell. You know, I don't want to like interesting talk because you're still about relevant. The, yeah, they're community. still relevant. I, you know, I don't want to write a book and have everybody like try to kick my ass the next week. That doesn't sound like fun. You know, um, so Unless maybe it's like a consensual ass kicking. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, um, so yeah, then they were like, okay, well now that. That we like your writing, just pitch us a couple ideas. So I just was trying to think over the years of things I've done and places I've went and personalities I've seen because I, I know that's the main thing in a book. You need characters. So it took you a few years to put this all together. Oh, no, no. I mean, this this happened really fast. I got the book deal in November 2016. Oh, wow. Like, or maybe maybe it was September, I think. And then they were like, okay, pitch us a few ideas. And then I was just trying to think of what in my life, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not writing a memoir, but what what can I use that I've learned in the past 10 years that I could still use in a book, you mm-hmm. know, because I do have all these interesting experiences that I want to write, but fictionalize in some way, or maybe they're not my experiences, but other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just thought back to one uh, particular store that I did a store signing at, um, and it was in Tampa, Florida, and it was... I thought one of the most fascinating places I'd ever been Tell to in us my more life. About Hell, yeah, Florida. That, that was what I got the inspiration for the book for. So, um, and actually, the main character of the book is um, her name's Taryn, and one of my close friends, her name is Taryn, and she actually I became friends with her because she used to work at at um, at an adult video store in Tampa, and oh, wow. she used to talk to me. She would work late at night, and she used to message me like on. Dating, dating myself on AIM on Instant Messenger. Oh yeah! Wait, what was your screen name? Uh, oh, it was just. It was actually just a. Um, it, it was a. Uh, God, what was my first screen name? Mine was NVH Cowgirl. Ooh. What was yours? I had like one that was like X Joanna Angel X, and then oh, I had yeah, like Angel X. I had some fake ones Angel, that I would use you know? for like cyber sex that definitely were like baby oh, girl that's so hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had special ones for cyber sex that I would. I cyber sex so much on AIM. Wow. But she Proceed. was a, a girl who had messaged me on. She's on MySpace anyway. Taryn. She would message me on MySpace, be like, "I'm a big fan of yours. I also work at this store in Tampa, and we carry your movies." Does she know about the book? Um, yeah, I told her, but I was like, oh, oh my gosh, she must yeah. be so yeah, The main character of the book is now named Taryn. And she used to write me all the time from the store. We would talk on Instant Messenger, like, I'm bored at work. I'm like, well, what's happening? And she would tell me about the people that came into the store. I'm like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah, like, wait, so t- like, you think, but then I actually wound up doing a signing at a store in Tampa, not hers. Um, she actually worked in a different part of Florida, whatever, but it was still in Florida, which Florida's is like the like, strangest place on earth. So weird. Um, I remember going to the store, and it was like a family-owned store, and it was open all night. And what I found out that was so fascinating about the family store, it was really owned. weird. It was family-owned. And um, I remember being there, and all of a sudden, like, like um, I'm just, like, there. And there's, like, my fans are there, and I'm doing a signing. And then I just start seeing these people kind of, like, congregating around this table, and they're all talking, and then they start disappearing. And I was like, what is going on? And she was like, oh, we have, like— 
rooms here that people go in and fuck. And then she and they told had me, met at your writing. Uh, well, at they, your no, signing? they weren't. There. They were actually they, they they weren't there for me. Which I was like, <laughs> hey guys, you know, like thinking they're all they there. They were there to they fuck in the rooms. They were there to fuck in the rooms, and they I guess they had prearranged it ahead of time because they the store actually had like a message board, like a totally janky like 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 out, like like yeah like message board where people would post on there and be like, hey, I want to do this. Like, and the store was actually called Fantasies. And they'd be like, will somebody make my fantasy come true and do this? Real people. Real I people. And they would go there and, and like, meet at fantasies. And meet at fantasies at like midnight in and like Tampa. do these this are fantasy. Like, these are like women and men in their 50s, 60s. Like there was a lady there I mean, who was kind literally of, I like, love that. Because it right? it's I was a safer like, place. Not even, than yeah, someone's was, house, maybe. No, totally. I was like not even able to pay. Once they told me what was going on, I started looking at the message board on my phone. So I felt like I was like, <gasps> What'd you see? What'd you see? You know, just oh my god, women who where was their fantasy to get like um like a, white women where was their fantasy to get gangbanged by black guys? <laughs> Stereo- like, your stereotype, your this, favorite. This really happened. This legitimately happened. Amazing. You know? Or like, I like am an super old, pro people finding people with whom to live out their. Fantasies. Oh my god, and it was happening in front of my face. I love it. Were I, there? Which, how big were the rooms? Like, were they, they gang they gangbangable size? They had they had all different sizes. You know, Whoa. and the Did amount of money you paid the for the room. Were there beds? Were there like? Yes, yeah, some of them horses? had beds. Some of it had just had like stripper poles. Did you say were there horses? Not like live yeah. horses, like the saw horses. And oh. then they could <laughs> horses? They, and then these, spanking horse. These couples would buy sex toys and stuff from the store, of and then they use it in the room. Brilliant. There were men that came in and then bought all women's clothes, like laundry and stuff, and then and that just was went their in and, to try them and on. just went in and wanted to use like wanted to like stick butt plugs in their ass while they had laundry on and like. Oh. And you know, it sounds I, like I was, a great place. I'm, I'm so happy it that was, this place exists. I know, I know. It was amazing. And some uh, couples Florida, just wanted you did one to, good thing. Yeah, some couples just wanted to go in and have other people watch them. It was crazy. I couldn't even pay attention to what I was there to do because I was so fascinated. And they were like, oh, like, and to them, just like my job, to me, walking on set and telling, oh, okay, yeah, you do this, you do this, you fuck over here, you fuck over here. That's normal for me. You know, just like me, this was normal for them, you know? So they weren't, like, understanding, like, how beautiful I thought this so was, So is this you how know? you came up with the Choose Your so Own Fantasy? Well, they actually wanted—they told me that. The publishing company was the ones that said, we want to do a Choose Your Own Adventure okay. style. How does it work? Book. Like with, we haven't so, gotten the book yet, but we're going to yeah. see it when so, it's— when So we, when, I, when I presented them the idea, I was trying to think back through the years of all the different, you know, things that happened. And I was taking Choose Your Own Adventure into account, so I was like, I should write a story about a porn store— you know, and um, are there pop-ups? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, in, I feel like all the Choose Your Adventure books, you've like pull tabs oh, and like pop-ups. Um, and so like I, a big I thought dick that, that would pops be, up yeah, right? That I would don't be know. amazing. Or like a vanity <laughs> table or like a condom. I don't yeah, know. Right? That, that may be the next edition. <gasps> I just love pop-ups. 3D. I did, an, I did a college project of a pop-up Like book. a kid's book for adults. But yeah. So I thought that would be a good idea because I was like, that's a good choose your own adventure premise because people walk into the store and then you could be like, oh, if you want to read about this person, go here. If you want to read about mm. this person. And I gave, I pitched them the idea and they loved it. Wait, so can you and tell I, us how that works? Like, let's say you're so reading. So yeah, so basically, um, so that that's how I came up with the idea. And that's, that's, you know, I should really go back to fantasies and thank them for, I don't think they thank realized you, fantasies, how Tampa, much Florida. that night inspired me. In the book, I changed the name. Or I did use thank your them money the the from the book to start your own fantasies yeah, here. Right? I, you know, I don't think, it could be the same. I think it has to be in Florida. It needs Florida. to be Floridians. It has to be Florida. It has to be in a swing state. And, and, and to make it even better, the, the owner of the store was this like 85-year-old woman yes. who was like, 
giving me moonshine she made in her bathtub, which made it even better. So in the character she of the book, great. the owner of the store is an old lady that makes moonshine. So <laughs> I, I straight Amazing. up copied so a lot of things. So it's fiction, but like not it's really. It's fiction, but yeah. But so I, I basically made my own fantasy of what I thought What's happened in the store every yeah. day. Um, so in the book, it's like it, the, the, the book starts off, which is setting the tone. Oh, it's just another day of work, kind of explaining how Taryn got there, why she has the job there, and she's... Very much this girl that just graduated college and um, thought, you know, like me, majored in English, didn't know what she was going to do with her life, thought she was going to be a teacher, but then decided she didn't really want to be a teacher, thought she was going to be a writer, but then didn't really know how to be a writer, you know, and then was like, in the meantime, I'll just get this job at this adult video store down Mm -hmm. the street from where my parents live. Um, And she's working the night shift, and it's just describing the people that comes into the store. And so it sets the tone of the novel, and then at a certain point, it's like, this person comes in and this person comes in. Do you want to read about what happens with this person? Go to this page. If you want to read about what happens with this person, go to this page. And then cool. And then because you can always go back and you look can at always the other go one. back. Yeah. And so there's really like then at some points it goes back to the same spot, but then there's some chapters where it's like you go to one page and it leads you to another page and then another page and then oh. then sometimes the, the 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 stories meet up and sometimes they don't. But there's there's really what like an incredible mental exercise. It to really kind of is. Have. I had to, yeah, to keep track stories. of all that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. It was really. It was kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, to do. I would imagine. Um, I had to write like write out like a real map at first. Like Claire Danes and then, in, home, in Homeland, where yes. she has like, a wall of like all the interconnected yes. things. Like and a then, murder wall. Kind of. Yeah. I, that's kind of what it looked like. And I, I, I like really, murder walls. I had to you just like death stuff. Outline it all out. And then it was difficult when I was writing it because I'd start, I'd be like writing in one that you call all the different stories, like different paths. Uh-huh. So I'd be writing in one path and I'd start referencing something and I'm like, fuck, that's from a different path. I can't talk about it here. They're, they won't know what I'm talking about oh. here. You know what I mean? So I had to really like keep track of like everything. Fortunately, the, you know, that's the good thing about having a book deal is you have an editor. So when they were going over it, they were like, oh, yeah, like you have to take be this like, out. So how does she know yeah, about yeah, this yeah, fantasy? Exactly. Like, um, so I don't want really to give away your book, do. but is there like a particular scene or fantasy that you could give us like a little taste of? Oh, God. Well, you know what? I'll give to, you, to get I'll give you an overview. There's, to the sweat, story your wet your, yeah. wet your panties. The story goes into like four real different stories. You know, like it starts off in one place and then there's... Four, I think there's like four endings, really, that all go from different stories. And then in one path uh, is, is like the real like self-empowerment path. Like the, the Taryn really like, it's kind of, I call it the masturbation path because she learns a lot about masturbating. Okay. And like it's a good goes, path. Yeah. And they, so that's the masturbation path, which I'm a little worried people aren't going to read. But because they're going to have to read it stuff. eventually. Because, you know, everybody's going to be like, because to get to that path, it's like, oh, to read about Taryn and, and this guy that came in, go to this page. And to read about Taryn, like, alone in the store, go to this page. And I feel like everybody's always going to choose the sex one. Mm. But whatever, at some I'm point, sure they're going to have to get to it. I'm sure there's some fantasies of some girl gonna, being alone in a store yeah, at night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's that, that that I call the self-empowerment masturbation path. So it's all, like, it's all erotic stories just dealing with masturbation, you know? And other women masturbating oh. and her masturbating and her, like— I don't know, whatever. And then there's a part where she winds up in this steamy relationship with a uh, with a cross dresser that comes into the store. Hot. Um, so it's her and a you know, but he still he identifies as a man. He's just a cross dresser man, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty cool. And it goes into a whole path about that. And then there's a whole love story about her and um and a woman that um, comes into the store. Um, and those are all the different. I, things. Like, I, really, I like how queer okay, and good. kinky your no, book it sounds. is. It is. Yeah. I, know my I husband, love for queer kinky stuff. Yeah, I I couldn't just. 
do one normal heterosexual story in there. I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I mean, there's like I enough tried. of that. There's, there's enough not, of that. Yeah, I know. I know. And I don't mean to use the word normal. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm excited you know, for this you know, to replace to Fifty Shades. Well, no, I mean, the word normal. I hope so. Man, yeah, I well, hate that book. I'm sorry. Why do you hate it? I first I hate it on many levels. I mean, first of all, just from a writer, I think it is just it's very it's, poorly written. It's so plainly, written. it is first and foremost a bad book. A bad book. It mercurial. Really is. I hate the word mercurial now I because just, of really, her. I don't, don't mind it. Like it. What I hate the most is how you can tell she did a right-click synonym for adjectives. Like the like <laughs> you can tell that she just knew the word quiet and like realized she would say quiet a lot, so she would do right-click synonym. And so she uses words like yeah. taciturn at a totally like, nobody uses point. that. I know. Like it's okay to and use the word taciturn, but not when and you're you know like, what? I found myself uh, guilty of that because when you are writing erotica, well, you yeah, run out of words. Like to how use. many words for pussy? Yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I can't do this thesaurus game. It's great. I got to go back and just restructure the sentence so it, something more interesting is oh, happening. Oh, interesting. It's, yeah, it, it's a complicated thing. Um, so on that level, I just do think it's plainly a bad book. Um, on in just so a what does your inner goddess think? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. My inner goddess is doing like a, gymnastics. a feminist standpoint mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm just old school in my feminism which is kind of weird being the industry that I'm in but it's really very like degrading it's very much like oh here's a rich man and she, a, she lacks and agency a, she has no power she has no and power. I don't think it's sexy you know like I know I can think of BDSM stories that are still that still turn me on but this one is very much like here is a man in power and a woman with no power. And a woman that he financially, likes because of physically, how Physically, mentally, in mm. every step of, in every stretch of the imagination, this woman is completely powerless. So you like powerful women. I do like powerful women. I mean, that's what, you know, turns me on. I think it would be sexier if maybe you turned it around and here's this powerful woman CEO like and she wants to be submissive in the bedroom I think maybe that would be your, sexier maybe that's your next yeah, book yeah Ooh, I, actually, I would there, read there that. actually was some of that in the story yeah, that's, like, that's like my autobiography I just, I just <laughs> everything about it it was very like it angered me on just like a old school like punk way it was so much about like 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 like, like ideals of femininity. Like, yeah. he liked her because she was weak and mousy yes. and, like, would bite her lip. That's and, what I thought was so interesting. And there so was somebody brought up a good point when they were talking about it. You know, who was it? It may have even been, like, fucking Dave Chappelle or something. You're but like, it was me. It was, it was I know, who, like, if, I think it's, like, a lot of the things in the book, what this man was doing was not okay, but because he was rich, it was okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you take this story out of context and this was a guy with no money, like, it would practically be rape. Yeah. And it wouldn't be sexy BDSM. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was able to kind of get away with these things. Yeah. To do to her that weren't okay. And, you know, a lot of women might be really surprised by hearing me say all that. I just... There were just so many parts of me that was like, I just don't think this hot. I think this a is lot hot. of women would agree with you that Fifty Shades was very problematic. I thought it was. Yeah. But you know what? It did pave the, the way. It paved the way for like a normalization I, of BDSM, which is super exciting. I give the, the author exciting. credit. You know, she wrote such a, you know, she opened the door for a lot of people. She made a lot of like, she like livened business up in sex shops. People were buying sex toys that were never buying sex toys before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually have my own line of BDSM stuff uh -huh. um, that I uh, through a stockroom. Um, oh, we love oh, stockroom. Yeah. Stock yeah. So if you go into stockroom, I have my own. What's like, your stuff? A, um, it's it's like a, you know, there's a paddle, there's cuffs, there's a ball gag, there's a big but gag, it's like but it's your all line. it's all um, it's all black and pink. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So um, if you go in there, it's it's the Joanna Angel line um, at stockroom, and I myself saw like 
people spike. saw a spike, a spike. That's after awesome. Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Because, Definitely. And it was perfect for that because a lot of men were coming into the store being like, I don't know. My girlfriend all of a sudden really wants to get beat. Now, I don't know why. So <laughs> they, would, they would make like really Fifty weird. Shades starter packs. Yeah. No, but because it's hot pink, even though it's the same it's cups, like approachable. Yeah, they're like, okay, this is what I'll buy her because this is a good way. People, even though it's it's very hardcore material and the hog ties and the cuffs and the ball gags are all the same stockroom quality, which is very high-end BDSM gear and very, very uh, not entry-level BDSM gear. Because it's hot pink, everybody was like, oh, it's good for beginners. Even though it's, <laughs> it's so interesting how marketing very works strange. That yeah, sense. so... So I admire that, and I'm glad it's opened people's eyes. Um, but I just think it's a really shitty book, and I hope uh, I hope people like my book. And your book um, is called Night Shift. It's called Night Shift, and, and it's yeah, out. And it is. It's you can buy it on Amazon. You can pre-order it now. I think and it's when is it coming out? out like February 10th or something. Just in time for Valentine's February. Day. Yes, just in time for Valentine's Day. Um, and I'm so excited about this book. Like I, yeah. I love this book. I was like crying s- as I was writing it because I got so attached to these characters, you know. And I, I'm like so excited for you. Yeah. What um, do you hope your readers will take from it? You know, I want them to laugh. I want them to masturbate to it. And I, I want them to to. Is it gonna be easy to hold with one hand? <laughs> <laughs> I want people to to really be into the story and be into the the titillating parts to it. And there's some like, especially in the like. In the lesbian chapter, there's some real heartbreaking stuff in there. That story got really dark and fucked up, almost to the point where the publishing company was like, "This is erotica. Like, you can't get too crazy with this." But mm-hmm. I, but I turned it around. I turned it around. You know? Oh my god! But like, it's it gets to this real like kind of like 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 stalkerish, obsessive part. Maybe that's kind of what's with me in these obsessive lesbian relationships. Like like I did in my killer girlfriend. Hey, you know, you know what you're like. Where I get obsessed with this girl and she kills all my friends. I don't know. It's really weird. Hey, it started um, in kindergarten. It did. It's number nine. Yes. (laughs) So good. Um, But it it is. I put, I don't want people to think of this as just some erotic novel that, you know, that that you're just supposed to masturbate to and, and skip through everything else. You know, like I really put a lot of thought into these characters and into this story and I want people to love it, you know. Oh I God, want people I to, read to read it. it, and I really want genuine feedback. I mean, this is my first book, you know. We will like, let you know. Thank you. We will thank let you know. What's going to be on the cover? Well, do you, you, you can see the or cover. Is it a you secret? can pull it up. I mean, it's okay. There. Everyone it's on who's Amazon. listening, go look up the cover. Yeah, I think I and there's a, I made, a, I made one of those ready. short links. It's like bit bi, the bitly link. It's bitly slash night shift ja oh it's awesome so it's awesome, black right? and hot pink black and hot yeah, pink and, and pink. it's like this shadow of a ambiguously female person it looks very uh, a red light district yeah like it does. female kind of twin peaksy too yeah it's like a girl's entering a choose your a own erotic fantasy and i love the choosing i just want to come back to this choosing your own erotic fantasy because i i think it's so interesting to really because there's a sort of element of like passiveness in female sexuality, historically speaking. And I think that we're obviously not in that time anymore. And I think this book is really indicative of that because it's very much a woman on the cover, choose your own erotic fantasy. Yes. This is not just things happening to you. Is that a conscious choice? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said, I have to give, you know, this came from a marketing person at a publishing company, like, oh, choose your own adventures, making a comeback. Let's let's do it. You know, let's capture this. And I mm-hmm. was like, 
which was good for me. Sometimes I just need one idea and that'll help me run with it. You can fill everything else. But that's that's kind of something that's been important for a while. Like when it started with like the old, you know, DVDs, you could like choose your adventure with which one you want to go to. Yeah, I remember Kelly Shabari was talking about it in in her episode. And and I think now it's like... Like the interactive DVDs. Yeah, and well now we have like the the point of view stuff. Oh yeah, with Ella. um, Ella Darling doing the VR. Yeah, what is it called? Yeah, with VR. Mm -hmm. Like you can really choose your own... Yeah. Thing. So it's a cool way for people and, to take ownership of And then like, you just get to see exciting. this very naive character who has very little sexual experience go through all these different paths where she gets like to explore. And what, even if she's not having sex, she can watch other people have sex in the store. Oh. You know what I mean? So, I like this. <laughs> okay. Sometimes she's just a voyeur. That's why I was able to like... I really wanted really to do this so idea because it could be erotica where it's... Sometimes erotica, you just... You start to get sick of like listening to the same person have sex again and again. It becomes so unbelievable. It's like, how much sex can one person have in a day? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Not well, so like, much. And you, don't wanna, you don't want to <laughs> describe a book where somebody's just having sex with the same person all the time. But then at a certain point, it's like, you yeah. just start to lose focus. Like, I look through so much erotica. You're like, this is so unrealistic for somebody to have had sex with this many people in this short amount of time. Like, yeah. and, and it all to be this good. <laughs> It's like a little bit realistic in some ways. Yeah, where sometimes she like doesn't have sex at all and she's just creeping on other people. Love it. Story of my life. Just kidding. Exactly. (laughs) And and I am, you know, I have a lot of firsthand experience because sometimes like months go by where I'm not actually in any porn. I'm just directing the porn. And then like, you know, life is busy and this and that. So there are sometimes months go by where I'm around so much sex and not having any. And it's a really Really? weird position to be in. How do you make it special with your husband? I mean, we do, you know, we just, we, we just, uh, we just, we communicate and we talk about it and like, you know, and we just, we just find ways, you know, we just figure out like, we try to really strip down everything which is hard to do when, it, when you do go into, like, default mode. Mm-hmm. Like, there are times when, like, we're having sex and I start to go into porn star mode. Oh, you know? does, and do you because catch yourself? Because it's natural to me, you, you well, know? It's, it's natural. It's, like, part of a way that you yeah. have. It's one of the ways that you and have And I think sex. that was, yeah. like, exciting when we first started dating because it was my way to be like, oh, okay. You know, like, I was I'm excited. Amazing. I was like, let me give you the Joanna Angel special, you know? And, of course, he was super stoked about it. But, you know, Who wouldn't 10 be? years, you know, it's been— Yeah, been I want together the Joanna Angel special. Yeah, God, we've been together, like, six years. Now we've been married now for a little over a year. Um, Thank you, but we've been um, together for six years. So now I think what what we really like to do is just strip down everything and just be like, let's just really connect and fuck. You know, let's like let's not put on a show for each other. Let's like be home and like let's just like do what our bodies are telling us. It's pretty raw and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And that's such good sex though when you're doing that, especially when it's not goal oriented or fantasy oriented. It's just like. Like, Sometimes what is my body is, wanting yeah. to do with your body? In and this we're moment? just surrounded by so much shit around us. You know, sometimes the hardest thing to do really is to just be yourself. Mm. It really is harder than it sounds, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what, like, well, because then you're being you rather yeah. than being a role. Of yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be a role. Role playing is fun, and role yeah. playing can sometimes get you to find yourself more, mm-hmm. you know? For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no really wrong good way to have sex, you know? Like, if you're having Non-consensually. sex and you're getting— Well, yes. That's, <laughs> Other than that. We don't want that. Um, and but, we, do have to, we do have to wrap up yeah. soon because I know you got to go get your hair done. And, um, but one thing that we like to ta- address here on Sluts and Scholars is talking about how people who are, like, 
porn or porn adjacent or just in sex work in general, like if you like what kind of stigma you faced. And I definitely think that there's probably been quite a bit as yeah. a as a porn performer, but I'm really curious about your foray into being an Authorship. author. Yeah. yeah. If well, it's people brand take new. you, if you find people take you more or less seriously, both as an author of erotica and just as an author of fiction, because of your past. I mean, um, I, I guess we're gonna see what happens, and that's mm. that's something I'm I'm willing to face. And uh, I, I've actually already there've been a lot of people when I was trying to put together my book tour. A lot of people were like, "Oh, do you want to like, um, you know, how about uh, sure we can do a book signing, but can you give like a seminar on like." Head. Anal sex or whatever, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, but that has like nothing to do with my book. You know, would you ask another author to do that? You know? <laughs> I, I would, wait, what's uh, some like really uptight author? Uh, I would love to see I know, like right? Cheryl like, Strange. Would you? Not yeah. We love Cheryl Strange. Or like Hillary so, Clinton biography. Yeah, I know, Hillary right? Comes to Does sign she and have like, to give a panel on <laughs> anal sex? And I'm like. You know, I would pay good money to see Hillary Clinton give a yeah, panel right? on anal sex. Me too. Just J- throw J- that out. Hillary, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when I'm on my book tour, I want to promote this book, and I want people to come in and buy the book. Um, I don't want to be like, buy my book, and also to all couples in the area trying to learn more about anal sex. Like, you know right. what I mean? That's two different things, I mean, you know? Because ideally I people are buying a book who don't even know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Because and it's a good book. It's not a sex education book. You know, I hope somebody... T- does get educated from it, you know, in some way or another, but it's not like a how-to, you know, whatever. Like when Nina Hartley or Tristan Taramino or, or Jessica Drake, when they do their their tours, I mean, they're right. all, they're all they're like, they're sex educators. It actually is kind of funny because, and I Jessica Drake did help me with it too. Um, we love her. She's yeah, been on I love the show her so too. Much. Yeah, her and, and Nina, Nina have been yeah, on her too. Um, I, I actually, uh, there is a whole chapter of the book where um, Taryn goes to like one of those um masturbation classes like written like, like hosted by a sex educator oh, okay. and so I kind of like took a co- collaboration of like Jessica Drake Nina Hartley and all the other women I've seen speak over the years yeah you know and she went to a class like that and she was like so confused and surprised like oh women go to you know that's awesome um, anyway so that there that actually it how many pages book, is this book sounds like there's like so much in it 320 I think what oh, does it say on Amazon you know I actually I've only seen it like while you're looking, can computer, you t- besides anyway, pre-ordering it's on called Amazon? Night Shift on Amazon. There's actually, what I've realized, a lot of books called uh, Night Shift, but only one book called Night Shift by Joanna Angel. So make sure you buy that. But I actually lo- saw there was a book by Stephen King called Night Shift. Oh, so I yes. hope people accidentally yeah. buy yours yeah. and get <laughs> yeah, the right. their podcast. What I'm really excited for is when you put Stephen <laughs> King's book in your basket and then it'll be like, customers also no, purchased. Also, also like yes. this. It's true. It's true. Maybe it'll work to my advantage. So how but, can um, people follow you and the and, the, so, and all the other work you follow do? Follow me on Twitter. It's just Joanna Angel on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and the, make sure you watch the lesbian scenes on Burning Yeah, make sure Angel. you watch the lesbian scenes because the more you watch them, <laughs> and the more I can make. And say, Joanna, yeah, more make lesbian. Because <laughs> I love shooting lesbian porn and being in lesbian porn, but it just seems like every time I do, people are like, where's the dick? And on that Where's note, <laughs> Where's the dick? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> the book is 312 pages. It's three, okay, good to know. That's good a fuck know. ton of pages. It was, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not, it's a, a lot. not enough. Joanna, and just one, one other thing. Joanna Angel does walk into the store <gasps> in part of the book, and it's very funny. Oh, I love that. It was that. fun to fictionalize a fictionalized already this fictionalized Taryn, and this is so, like her fucking dream it I, is, yeah. I like want to get Taryn on, yeah. on and I made it really funny because when Joanna Angel comes into the store she's such a diva I love and it and so demanding Do you and know really annoying yeah that's what I said in the book that's awesome so it's so Taryn's Rothian like, I have no Philip idea Roth has a book where Philip Roth shows oh really up. 
He has a book. Yeah, that's so uh, awesome. Operation Shylock. There's a character of Philip Roth. See, you're like already a who's famous author. Yes, who's, who has to go after someone who's pretending to be Philip Roth. It's very complicated. Oh, that's amazing. Operation Shylock. It's like it's we great. all embrace our own narcissism. Yes. It's, it's, it's the neurotic Jew. Yeah. It's the neurotic Jew. <laughs> Number nine. Yeah. Joanna Angel and Philip Roth. Thank you, guys. I Thank, I'm so excited for you guys to read the book. I, I can't I like, wait. This is a, a new chapter. Literally, well, maybe of, when of my it's, career. Maybe when it's coming out, you can throw one our way and we can do I a giveaway I'd for our to. listeners. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Awesome. And thank you guys for having a, thank you. such a sex-positive podcast. We love it. We it's love always it. fun. Yes, well, as always, thank you so much for listening to us this week. If you want to find us on Instagram, that's at Sluts and Scholars. On Twitter, at Sluts Scholars. And please send us all of your questions, comments, rants, raved, and wildest fantasies to slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Bye.